Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Pre-pre-show it up. That's right. Yeah, I uh, went and investigated butt monkeys and realized that actually butt monkeys are... <laughs> But monkeys are actually more like Charlie Browns. They're people who don't. Li- they're they're losers. They're perpetual yeah. losers. Um, the butt monkey is a person who is constantly like underfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the, the the frustrating bullshit characters that I hate that I would like to complain about for about an hour are called <laughs> uh, the small annoying creatures or merchandising critter. I'm disappointed. There there's go. no better name for them. Yeah, you think there would be a better one for it? Yeah. I'm like, I'm disappointed. I, I wish that there was, like, a word. You know, like, I think we could. You know what? In the show, we'll, uh... Let's coin a term. I have a term. I mean, it's it's copyrighted and it's owned by a corporation, but I think there's <laughs> nothing that's more exemplary than that Ooh. character. Ooh, so, I think you and I might be thinking of the same one, actually. Yeah, well, this will be interesting. In today's world, it's a, it's a meaningless word that means nothing and, and <laughs> dignifies no character other than this one. <laughs> oh no, maybe we're different. Maybe we'll both have one. This yeah. is net now. I'm really interested. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, apparently, just some guy butt monkeys. I've been, I've been using the term wrong the entire time. Um, yeah, TV Tropes calls it a merchandising critter, which I don't think which is too clunky. No, it's got to be a nickname or a, or a. It's a little much. Yeah. Although, put a put a pin in butt monkeys though. That could totally be an episode in and of itself. Absolutely. Oh yeah, no. We we'll, we can still talk about like. The Charlie Browns of the world. Actually, in my research, somebody came, uh, you know, there was a comics uh, entry, and they were like, Hank Pym is the butt monkey of the Marvel Universe. We and read like, the same one. A right he is. He really, really is. And also, it's a, it's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer is where they took the word from. That's the codifier. Yeah, I can't believe that's true. Yeah. TV Trubs blows your mind sometimes with those. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um... Because Joss Whedon created it, and he, you know, created everything, and he's so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, he's not so great these days, though. <laughs> I mean, I remember when Butt Monkey used to just be oh, uh, uh, an insult. It was like a Wayne's World expression. Yeah. And then, uh, like, Xander calls himself a Butt Monkey, and the world is like, that's the term we're going to use. It doesn't really make any sense. It's no, just, not it's really. Literally, it's like if he called himself an ass clown, which is actually... Yeah. More of an appropriate term than butt monkey. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it, ass also, clown? Also, like, an ass clown in, implies, like, number one, they're an ass. They're, they are mm-hmm. to be made fun of, or at least be used as a workhorse. Then you have the second word, clown, which means that they're, like, a performer. They are there for your amusement only, so they're a work mm-hmm. clown. That's it works really old. well. Like, no, that's, it really is. That's exactly what they should be called. Butt monkeys. It's like toolbox. That's another good one. Toolbox, a good one. I mean, a little more on the. I, I I'm, I'm going to submit to TV tropes that we should change the term from butt monkey to ass. <laughs> hey, we can do that. Yeah. We, we can use our power. Let's use the power of the Elseworlds Exchange to change the word. Yes. Yes. Well. And while we're at it, let's create a logo too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, working on it. Should uh oh, oh we are I was gonna say do we want to make that like a fan contest like hey everyone send in your submissions for what you think the Elseworlds Exchange logo can be and we'll show off the best one. <laughs> I mean I'm not against uh, seeing fan art but we are in development of an of a, of a logo Sweet. for the show so hopefully you know that'll be done. Stitch is the main character in Lilo and Stitch. That'd be like it would be like if there was a show. That, I mean like Stitch is the well whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so... uh, Stitch would probably fit better for our pet episode that we had last week. Yeah, I mean, like... Because the show... That movie's really about, like, two sisters. Yes. And 
But if they called it Two Hawaiian Sisters, no one would want to yeah, see it. Yeah, if they it. called it, like, Ohana means family or something, you know, you'd be like, well, oh. I'm not seeing that. Um, but the movie <coughs> does, like, but the movie's predicated on Stitch and his adorability and his, like, ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. The problem is, like, that movie gets away from itself because it's, like, you know, fine, it's a, sp- it's a movie about, like, a little girl. It, it literally is just E.T., right? Yes. But, uh... But shouldn't freaking like? But then the the whole third act just falls into bullshit. Where like, we meet those like stupid, annoying uh, alien trappers and oh yes, like just the whole goddamn thing. And then they like impersonate like the the agent from the you know from Dyfus or whatever. It's really weird. And it's oh like, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan as Cobra Bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Also, Bubbles. Fuck you. Like did. What Did you see name? that Lilo and Stitch actually had like a weird Japanese anime continuation that was like a weird sequel that says, "Oh yeah, the Disney movie is canon." No, I did not see that. <laughs> it has, you look at the opening because it's literally like, "Hey, here's the Disney animation." Then Stitch like goes through a fucking portal and ends up in Japanimation land. Okay, weird. And then they just run with it. Mm-hmm. They run with their copyright violations. They should, well, Disney signed off on it. I think Is it was really? like, yeah, I think it was like one of those Kingdom Hearts things where it's like, look, you know, we're doing some stuff with you. You can do some stuff for us, uh, and you know, let's nice. do it. Apparently, Japan loves Stitch. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, I remember when you couldn't get away from him for a time. Oh, the the Yeti in the chat is saying, yeah, they deal with fucking yokais in that show. <laughs> really? Sweet. Stitch versus the yokais. Oh, cool. I mean, I guess he's basically just a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stitch could be considered like a Digimon or one of those <laughs> pocket monsters. I guess it's, it's a whole beloved genre. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess we can start. Let's do it. Gremlins are not small, or merchandising critters. Mogwise mm. <laughs> are merchandising critters. Well, well said, sir. Well spotted. Or at least Gizmo is. They, I haven't like it took a it took a long time to see like a stripe Mogwai toy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here we go. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Elseworlds Change. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. Where we take a single topic and then break it down for about an hour. Uh, today's topic: we're going to be talking about the small annoying creatures, <laughs> aka the merchandising critter. That annoying character that ruined whatever thing you liked from either a movie, a television <laughs> show, or a comic book. There are quite a few of them. Obviously, the names or the, uh, the 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 cover of this episode features Slimer, and we'll get to him oh, yes. in a little while. And uh, I hate him so much that I actually misascribed him with another TV tropes term. Uh, yes. In earlier episodes, we've referred to butt monkeys. I always assumed that mm-hmm. the butt monkey was a character that literally just described what the small annoying creature or merchandising critter was. Right. Uh, in fact, butt monkeys are the loser, the perpetual failure, the Charlie, the Charlie Browns, Browns. Hank Pims of the uh, of of the fictional world. So, there's th- there's a lot of crossover too, because you know when I think of a small annoying creature, I think of like a Scrappy Doo or a Poochie, but that's also a whole subgenre in and of itself of characters. Yes, although I would I would consider Scrappy Doo to qualify as a small annoying creature within this episode. Well, he certainly is because a he is a small annoying creature, and b he was introduced after the fact, like his his prominence only mm-hmm. raised as you know either views lowered or executives who needed to push for Scrappy's influence got bigger. Absolutely. And then you could also say that there's a subgenre on that subgenre, the Cousin Oliver, the yes, character the that Oliver. was invented to shoot a series in the wrist but didn't do anything. Right. No, Cousin Oliver's a garbage character. I, I sure hate is. that character. Uh, Everyone does. No one likes Cousin Oliver. Nobody likes any of the Cousin Olivers that are introduced <laughs> in, their, in, the, no. in their shows. They're um, always failures, always. Yep, yep. It, it, it always fails. Uh, Married with Children, Cousin oliver their show, and they added that kid. And uh, and the show was just a garbage fire. But uh, the, the chat is very quick to bring up Porgs. Yeah, I guess Porgs are kind of uh, a big inspiration for this episode, Sal, because we were both thinking about it. Yes, I hate Porgs. Uh, I don't even know what they are, and I've never seen them except for two trailers and uh, all over the toy aisle of Target. <laughs> 
I I didn't hate porgs, but I got to say the internet was really quick in making me hate them. From like, huh, that was a cool trailer. Oh, look, a new fun animal sidekick. Flash forward two hours with all the memes and everything else. Okay, I hate this thing now. Oh, no. I when we uh, When we first saw the porg, we were like, how on the nose can you get? Literally, it went from, I mean, like, okay, everybody wants to draw the comparison of the Porg to the Ewok, the small, yes. annoying creature that's merchandising, exi- that exists only to sell toys. Uh, a great Ewok, example of a small, annoying character. The Ewok is absolutely in that category. The issue that I always have with Ewoks is, or the, rather, the, the exception I give to Ewoks is that Ewoks started from a place of originality. Originally, they wanted to do Wookiees. Yeah. And uh, so all of Empire would have been on Kashyyyk and it would have been de- them dealing with Wookiees. The problem with that was, number one, it was expensive. And number two, it's hard to market Wookiees. Just look at the Star Wars holiday special, which is not I'm looking. with Wookiees. <laughs> and, uh, I'm looking. I wish I didn't. Just how unmarketable they are. The Wookiees in uh, the Star Wars holiday special, literally we have, 20, we have a 20 minute cold open to that fucking movie. Yep. Where it's literally nothing but... Chewbacca's extended family and his wife growling at each other with no <laughs> subtitles. It is, it is unwatchable garbage. And sure is. And Let's do it this Christmas. But by the no, <laughs> no, I've seen it twice. <coughs> Me and too. I'll never see it again. I'm done with the Star Wars holiday special. That is oh, a, it's brain poison. That's a Guantanamo Bay torture device. It really is. If I had to extract some information from someone, okay, chain him up to the chair, force him to watch the holiday special on repeat. If you get to Harvey Corman, then that person is a rock and he deserves to be set free. Yeah, really? <laughs> Look, I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you the launch codes, man. Just make it stop. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, but yeah, uh, but, but he walks... I always liked the Ewoks, and while I know that they were designed for me to like them as a child because mm-hmm. they're adorable teddy bears, they yep, also yep. eat human flesh, they hunt, they murder stormtroopers with blood instruments, they are not Indeed. beyond uh, actual, like, getting their getting their adorable paws dirty. Uh, and also, only Wicked is cute. The rest mm. of them are kind of gross-looking. Little bit, little messed up, little you know, deep forest creature. It's hard. It's it's hard to really like argue that Ewoks are cute when you look at them. The only exceptions are Wicket W. Warwick and those cute little like Ewok cubs in the nest. Mm. But outside of that, like Chief Chirp is gross looking. So is uh, you know whatever the 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 tri- the, the 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 medicine man is. The, they're all gross. And so <laughs> I mean, like, why if you are if you are coming from a place of like we gotta sell these goddamn bears. Like I like George Lucas made like a you know he he lost uh, a hand in poker to some like teddy bear empire manufacturer and he's like I have this warehouse that keeps making bears what am I gonna do I gotta sell these bears then don't make them gross looking I still say that because of the Ewoks like hardcore attitude and their gross faces that only Wicked is the exception to the rule they he's just missed one. the cutoff and even then I don't find Wicked that annoying I mean you watch the Ewok movies he gets a little more annoying because he speaks English oh yeah. But, but what uh, is it, a caravan of courage, and what was the other one? Uh, the Great Ewok Adventure. Oh, yes. I always thought there was a third one, but I'm just mixing up the show. The yeah, Ewok exactly. cartoon show, of which I watched uh, quite a few episodes. A-, a Paul Dini cut his teeth writing on that show. That explains why some of it's watchable. Exactly. That's um, why a, a young-ass Paul Dini writing that in the D&D cartoon. Right? But the Porgs... There's nothing about... Okay, first of all, I've seen... They're, they're Porg toys already. Yes. They were Porg yes, toys are. months ago. Mm-hmm. So, obvious, before we even saw a Porg in motion, we saw Porg toys that made Porg noises. The, the only feature that toy does is it makes noises. They were getting ready for it. And the noise it makes is cute. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Porg is a small, annoying creature created for the sole purpose of selling toys. And for Rich Evans to fucking funny cutaway bits from Red Letter Media. Well, that is you what. know, he already ruined the R5-D4. <laughs> but, uh, but, but then you see the Porg in action, and it, like, it's just, it has the big eyes. It is literally like a design team was like, mm. okay, we need to make something that's as marketable as Ewoks, but they gotta be cute this time. What do we do? 
It's like the uh, the invent the, the engineering of Sonic the Hedgehog. If you don't know the story oh, yes. of the engineering of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog did not come from some person who was like, wouldn't it be cool if this blue hedgehog was fast and we made him a movie yeah. game? No, Sega was like, we gotta de- we gotta make our own Mario. What are we gonna do? And so these t- this team, a la Pucci, got together <laughs> and they hashed out like he's gotta have these fins and he's gotta have shoes and he's gotta, it's gotta have, be like, in your face. He's gotta be totally in your face. Like they the the, the development of Sonic the Hedgehog was solely a corporate decision made by a committee. And listen, it worked, and I'm sold. Yeah. I like classic Sonic, but, uh, and not like the mythology, by the way. Mm. I don't want like a Sonic character of me. I just mean like I played one, two, three, Knuckles, and then the newest one. <laughs> you, um, you say you don't want your own Sonic uh, original character there, so I'm pretty sure if you type your name, the Hedgehog, it'll come up in Google Image there's Search. No question, thanks to the perpetuation of DVR and the <laughs> weird association that Sonic the Hedgehog has with people who just desperately want to draw Sonics. There you have it. But uh, but the Porgs are like an engineered corporate bullshit machine that are made by people who are trying to get you to buy things. It was just like same, the minions. It was f- minions, man. Fucking okay, so minions. Uh, they've been working on minions since well before Despicable Me. Oh These yes, people have owned this minions property, and oh yeah. And apparently, reportedly, according to like at least Max Landis' story, uh, yes, people would go to pitch things to DreamWorks. Is that who makes mm-hmm. that? And yep. they would be like, "But can we work in the minions? Can we work in these yellow tic tac idiot?" Creatures. Wait, it might be Illumination, I think, actually. I always think it's DreamWorks, but it's not even... Even DreamWorks are like, no, no, we're too good for yeah, this. we won't do that. Um, <coughs> we'll but, do anything for love, but we won't do Minions. Right, but damn it. Minions, man, those things, they've been trying to shove them down our throats for years. They finally hit. Of course they worked, because they are uh, like a famous bowl of everything that is marketable to like Raceless, and genderless. Children. Yep, they're genderless. They... They make stupid expressions. They speak nonsense languages combined with Spanish for some reason. They speak Simlish, so they cross all lines. It's really weird, and it's really frustrating, and I hate them so much. And they are the literal, like, they should, we should actually just call the small Illinois creature the Minion. Yeah, I mean, that's very fair. Uh, To me, when I knew the Minions had crossed over, and I'm like, okay, this is officially too much. Burn it down, burn it all down, Mm -hmm. and start over. Was like when your aunt... Or older friend on Facebook, like, puts, like, those weird, like, Minions memes. Yeah, My it's Face like, what? When or something. Yeah, like, what the fuck does this mean? This isn't anything. What are you even doing? Yeah. No, it's awful. Uh, but Minions definitely represent, like, the, the worst, the dregs of the small annoying creature. Because they get their own movie. Yep. And I had to see it. Oh, did you really? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I visited an old friend from college, and he was like, we are going to do two things. We are going to make you wait for food all the time, and <laughs> we are going to make you watch this Minions movie. Wow. And I had to go see it in a freaking drive-in. Oof. And, uh, Actually, I like drive Not only did I have to see it in a, the- in a theater setting, but I saw a double feature of Inside Out and Minions. Oh, which you also hated Inside Out, which I we really... disagreed on a couple years ago when we talked about our favorite movies of the year. I hate Inside Out like you wouldn't believe, but uh, at least in at least we can agree that Minions sucks. We sure can. Uh, but yeah, so screw Minions. Uh, but let's move on to the next uh, small annoying creature. That, oh yeah, but oh yeah, but uh, screw Porgs as well. <laughs> well, I'm already predisposed to hate them. I think because like they're they're trying too hard, and I think that's funny. They really are. When we're kids, and like I think sometimes, like I will admit that I fell for Sonic, right? Oh, we all but did. But also, the game is fucking fun. That also helps. Yeah. So it doesn't really even matter what uh, what the Sonic is. You know, it does. It's <laughs> just as long as he can run. I always liked Pon- or, uh, I always liked uh, Bonk from the Turbo Graphics 16. I Ooh. liked him too. Nice uh, pull. But uh, thank you. But uh, but I always felt like whenever they were marketing for me, uh, I rejected it like on a subconscious level. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I'm smarter than this. You you can't play me like a like a ten dollar fiddle. Come on. I mean, ori- the the original small annoying creature is Robin. When you really boil it down. Because, I mean, that's fair. I mean, listen, I love Robin. His legacy has surpassed his his memeitude, but the fact Absolutely. is... Absolutely. He broke was, the mold. Robin was created because the publishers didn't think that kids could project themselves onto Batman. 
Uh, That's true. First that he's all, too much of a weird loner. He needs someone to talk to. Yeah, but like also we need our readers. Our readers are children. They need someone to project themselves onto. They can't imagine themselves being like a a, a, swash, a swashbuckling buff, uh, crime fighting like do gooder in a cape. Which is such an adult children, idea. Except for the fact that children have been pretending to be Superman for years before that. Uh, so you will create Robin, and I like Robin now, but the 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 inspiration for Robin is is kind of corporate. It is. Well, you know, it's another hilarious corporate decision. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Obviously, being Canadian, I love that show, Reboot. Reboot? Yes. Yes, the there CG was... show. Yes. Tiffany loves Reboot. I will say that I also watched Boom. a lot of Reboot. I dug the shit out of that show. It's a solid show. It's one of my favorite shows that never got a proper ending. That always bugged the shit out of me. They came right to the end. They never got to do anything with it. But a lot of interesting got good jobs off the back of working on it. What I was trying to say, though, there, there was a kid in that show, Enzo, who was their, like, little Robin kid who hung out with them and everything. He was a mold-breaking character, too. But did you know the only reason he was in that show, they had pitched it for years and years without him. It was one of the producers who was an older Italian man who literally said, hey, you know, you need a kid in the show. You need uh, you need a little Enzo. Ah. So the writers were like, okay, we'll put a kid in the show, and his name is Enzo. That's funny. There you go. Here's a little boy character, and then it's sold. Yeah. I will say... And he, and he got a fuck a of an arc, and they even turned him into, like, a darker, grittier, older version of himself as time went on, so he actually got to grow up. Watch Reboot if you haven't already, by the way. It's by, very solid. By the way, in the Super Chat, Kieran uh, Morrison says, Batman the Animated Series, Blu-ray release next year, can't wait. Yes! By the I'm way, really it quick again. aside, I hate to derail the show when, we do, when this happens, but I do want to mention... Um, while we were at New York Comic Con, Tiffany got a chance to interview Tara Strong, uh, Bruce Tim, and Kevin Conroy. Uh, we're thinking about either releasing those like individually, or we're going to couch them into a Batman the Animated Series Blu-ray release like retrospective video. Which would you rather see? Let me know in the comments. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, Enzo, but he, I think he fixed himself because he wasn't horribly obnoxious. Despite no, he wasn't. He was predisposed to do that because that's what like baseball cap wearing junior sidekicks to the main hero do. A la Short Round, who I yes. also really liked. Me because, too. And here's why. Here's why I think Short Round counts as a small annoying creature, but also transcends it or elevates above Indeed. it. Indeed. He has dignity. He does. He has dignity, self-respect. There's things he won't do. Absolutely. He's not up for anything. <laughs> it's like they wrote an adult broken English, like, Japanese character mm -hmm. sidekick, and then we're like, what if we de-aged him by 20 years? Yeah, what if we made him a little kid? What if we made him a little kid, but literally gave him the same type of dialogue they'd give to an adult? And I loved it. I, I love Short Round. I think he's a great character. I like him, too. And listen... You could say they made him for marketing purposes, but, like, I don't have any short-round dolls, toys, posters, anything. There's not a, a short-round piece of merchandise, and I'm sure that the actor who played short-round is disturbed about that as well. I'm sure he is also. Did, did you see the joke going around for a bit, and I think the actor also kind of ran with it, too? What's his name? Steven Jung? The uh, yeah. Asian guy from Walking Dead. He's like, oh yeah, that was me. I was uh, I was short round. Yep, that was me. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and everyone believed him for so long. Yep, that was me. Yeah, that was not you. He's much older than you. <laughs> I think I think that's just a thing for Asian actors in Hollywood because I'm pretty sure. Uh, what is it? Uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar. He made that same joke as well. Where he's like, yep, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you white people won't look that up. You'll just agree with me. <laughs> yeah, you were not in Goonies. You liar. <coughs> <laughs> but I might have been. <laughs> yeah. Short Round's the only one, one of the only characters from the Indiana Jones movies that I would like to see come back. Same. Right? I mean, why not? Bring back bring back Short Round. He was a, he was a, a, a surrogate son for Indy. Absolutely. And then Indy just abandons it. Yeah, I think that would actually be a great thing because you know they're going to do another Indy. They're going to pay Harrison Ford enough money to come back and pass the torch to someone. I would like the idea that they throw Short Round in there and be like, hey, you know, your legacy... I've kind of been having my own adventures. Maybe I should get a chance at the hat and the whip, maybe. Right? I'd be down for an Asian indie. Same here. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's there's plenty of other, like, small annoying creatures that do not break the mold that are the epitome of those characters. Absolutely. Um, the, the, na the, the cover of the show, Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Uh, you're looking at one of the biggest Ghostbusters fans out there. I love Ghostbusters. Totally. 
As a kid, you have your own uh, proton I'm, pack. I, I have my own proton pack. Uh, my Halloween costume from last year up until the end of my life will be <laughs> a Ghostbusters outfit uh, that I'll just refine as we go. But like, uh, Ghostbusters works because it's about four men. Who and I don't mean like men, like because women know. Like I just mean like yeah. I was gonna say don't don't, don't stress that last part too hard. I well, know what you four mean. Adults who are yes. who are do, who are trying to run a business, and they're very funny, and that's the show or movie franchise. Yeah, and yet they introduce Slimer as like a pet in the show, and. I remember as a kid being like, but Slimer was the bad guy in the movie. Like, he's yeah. their first capture. Why is he... Seems odd. Yeah, and why is he a turncoat on the on the ghosts? I mean, it's not like in the Men in Black show, the big bug became their mascot or something. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, but but Slimer, uh, his role as you watch the show through its many seasons, uh, his role gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's inexplicable, unless you watch, like, Phelan's videos about the subject, which are oh yes, which are fascinating videos. They're great. They're way more in depth than I'll ever get. Uh, the only advice I would give is like watch the video on like one and a half times the speed, and it'll go a lot better for you. <laughs> uh, but his videos on uh, the Real Ghostbusters taught me a lot of stuff about like how that show went and how Slimer became this weird like prominent character for seemingly no reason whatsoever. There's no like rhyme or reason why this horrible. Uh, uh, firm, this outside firm they hired to fix a show that was already number one in the ratings. Yeah. Uh, why they had this weird insistence? They had like they had two weird bugs up their asses. One is that Janine is like not as attractive as she should be, which is yeah, like, that one always got me. As nerds, it's like uh yeah, the redhead with cool glasses who has a New York accent. Uh no, that's that's my jam. Uh, uh, already fine. Don't fuck that up, please. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, let's change the voice actress, make her hair weird, and change out her features. Like what? They you they done? at least gave an episode to her telling why she changed, if nothing else. By the way, I think who wrote that was it Straczynski or Peter David, but some major it was writer, someone very famous. Where you're like, no fucking way. Yeah, it's called like What's Up with Janine or something. Like or that. what? Or what happened to Janine? Yeah, it's and then they try to fix it and then they just ignore it after that. But uh, sure did. But yeah, the um. But, but so Janine got screwed up, and also uh, Slimer needed to become more prominent. The show's got to be about Slimer now. It's about like, and Joel, you you know the famous quote about like what the note was about Slimer when they got like scripts back, where it was like, maybe this episode will be about Winston, and they were like, mm. no, oh that's right, they had three things, and the other one was the Winston drives the car. Yeah, another weird thing. What what weird bugs up their asses they got? Yeah, they have a problem with women, black people. And they love Slimer. Oh, what's the TV. quote? What's the, the Slimer quote? Oh God, I can't go. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. What the fuck was it? It's like when they, when Slimer is not around, or no, oh, Slimer must other be in every other scene. characters need to be asking where Slimer. Mm -hmm. So it's the literal Poochie right there. Yeah, make sure Slimer is in every scene, and if he's not in every scene, people should wonder where Slimer is. <laughs> Poochie needs to be more in your face, more proactive, and needs to have access to a time machine. I'm sorry. It's just that uh, these terms you're talking about, uh, paradigms, proactive, aren't these just words that dumb people use to look smarter? <laughs> I'm fired, aren't I? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The rest of you writers get to work. <laughs> but, yeah, screw uh, Slimer. Sli but the, the show got so out of hand, it was like it, Slimer's role who literally shouldn't have played, had any role at all, turned the show from the real Ghostbusters to Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. It's the, yep. I think it's the perfect, most like on your, in the, on the nose example of this problem. Or it of, really is. Of the problem where this character is just, gets too big for their britches. And just hijacks the whole thing. Yeah. To the point where Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, first of all, you knew every episode was going to be about Slimer. So, like, that mm. sucks as a, as yep. a viewer of the show. Uh, second, they also cre they also outsourced, like, a shittier animation studio to make, like, a short Slimer show. Oh, yeah, they comes did. comes out on the end of that show, which means that the show I liked not only has been hijacked by this obnoxious green snotball. Oh, yeah. But it's also shorter to make room for his show, which he already has. <laughs> say this, say what you will, but like, at least Snarf didn't have a show about himself. Remember I joked there saying, you know, it's not like, uh, what is it, the Men in Black made the Bugs their mascot? 
No, I was technically, but they did have someone else as their mascot. They had the worms. I was technically wrong about that. The coffee-loving worms who ask for a cup of coffee in the first movie, and then coffee becomes their thing throughout the series. Yes, in the show and in the movie, we also we in, in, in the sequel. The sequel is just a big, huge piece of shit. Just the worst. Yeah, it is. It's it it is it, it's basically like. I don't know. It, it's the most. It's, creatively... it's a what not to do list of sequel making. It really is like the most creatively bankrupt thing. Like we only have a few years before Tiny Lee Jones looks like just a pile of skin. Uh, we really don't need to waste his 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 good favor being in this movie on this piece of shit movie. Let's let's rehash the original. Let's you know bring back all the jokes from the first one that you know don't hit near as well. Right, and they don't hit near as well because they're just they're just garbage. Um, but the the thing that really bugged me about the about Men in Black Two and it it it, it qualifies in the show is the fucking pug. Oh yes, Frank, Frank the pug, who, who was, was a fun an, throwaway in the first one. Yeah, who was an alien disguised as a dog in the first movie, and then in the second one is just a dog that talks, and he gets to put on a goddamn suit. He does, and that was in all the trailers. Yep, it, it was the first visual sign. I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be fucking garbage. Even even in the cartoon, too, Frank got whole episodes devoted to him. In fact, one of the recurring villains, his big hook into the series was that he was Frank's old cellmate when they were in prison together, and uh, he wants revenge on Frank and, by extension, the MIB. Right, of course. Like, Frank was not a member of Men in Black. He was a, no. like, he he's like a junk-dealing informant in the first movie. Yeah. And they were like, but how but how can we make a dolls of this character? We see the marketability of this character and we must have it. Yeah, and that and that's that's the that's the origin of Frank. Uh, I mentioned Snarf. A lot of our viewers might be too young to remember Thundercats, uh, but Thundercats is a thing that had like I, I think the best thing about Thundercats is their damn logo. Yeah, it's really sweet it's logo. So good. Put that on a fucking jacket. And the intro. The the theme, the, sh- the animation for the intro and that fucking logo. You have a hit that will That's last. another episode we gotta do theme songs. Yeah, theme songs. Um, Thundercats, cool premise that is literally just hijacking a bunch of premises from other things from that era. Oh. Uh, and then they put in Snarf. Snarf is there. They're small, annoying, marketable creature. I don't know, Lionel. So, you know, it's not only that I sound annoying, but I'm also a stick in the mud for every situation. I'm no one's favorite, Snarf Snarf. He's the Neelix of of, of Thundercats. (laughs) Except Neelix would occasionally learn lessons, like that his family's never coming back, and you're you're going to die a cold existence alone in in the vacuum of space. But, uh, yeah, Snarf... Snarf and Orko are like hand in hand because mm. they came out around the same time, and they both frustratingly uh, would get themselves into. Tr- the idea is like the you know the, the the team has to go deal with their villain. Thankfully, their their villain is either Mumra or Skeletor, and they're ineffectual and stupid, yeah. so they'll defeat themselves most likely. But in the meantime, they have a nefarious scheme that'll destroy their planets. Neither which of Earth, or, or neither which of neither of which are Earth. No. Uh, that said. Um, they have a plan, or they have an idea, or they just want to take a goddamn break, and then Snarf and or Orko will uh, want to do something. Like, they want to test some experimental ship they're using, or oh, play yeah. in some, or, or mix some chemicals together, or, or uh, you know, they just want to get a goddamn... Huff uh, paint or sniff glue or something. Right, they do some goddamn thing that gets them into a bucket of syrup that they can't get themselves out of, and... Every time I would watch those shows, even as a very little kid, I was like, why won't they just let this thing die? Leave it. Leave him to die. Yeah. He is always in the way. I don't understand. Um, by the way, quick super chat over on uh, Ed, uh, e, uh, Eddie Dizon says, the reboot in 2012 wasn't too bad. That's no, what I it heard. wasn't too bad, but also a lot less reliance on Snarf. <laughs> the uh, the chat, too, if we're talking about these characters, we also have to mention the Great Gazoo from Flintstones. Great Gazoo is basically just Q, but for Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, like literally like years before, I am an omnipotent alien god, dum-dums. Yeah. That's literally every time I, until I really found an appreciation for Q, I'd be like, he would show up. Oh, hello, dum dum. I'm here to teach you a lesson about you about humility. Yeah. Like, yeah, Great Gazoo sucks. He's a weird decision. Very he, weird. Like you could tell they were running out of ideas at that point. Yeah, but weird idea with Gazoo. I don't know if he can't. He is a small annoying creature, but like, he's not stupid. No, he isn't. You know, like he. 
I don't know. Uh, based on the description of the small annoying creature, you know, it has to be cute, provide comic asides, and occasionally get into trouble and require rescuing. Yeah, Gazoo isn't cute, and they never needed to save him. No, and they didn't really. It frequently also has a verbal tick. Mmm. Also a big one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the great Gazoo the, counts with the verbal tick where he says where he calls uh, Fred a dum dum. That's true. Is that a tick though, or is that just a catchphrase? I think that's just a catchphrase. I think that he counts. I think Gazoo falls under the category of like Michigan J Frog, where it's ah. like you know a character that the main character insists is real, but everyone else doesn't believe it. That's another pretty good one. <laughs> the chat was also saying Alpha too. Yeah, he's got I I I I I. He's pretty useless. Is a robot a creature though? Fucking yes. Uh, Alpha Five definitely is a small annoying creature. He he would get into trouble. He would screw up. He had a goddamn tick. He had a stupid char- He was a stupid character. I always hated Alpha Five. And yet he was never heavily marketed though. Was the interesting no, thing like they knew. It's like they knew no kid wanted to be alpha in the thing. No, no one ever wanted to, you know, hey, where's your alpha action figure? No, it's true. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, alpha was weird. Weird character, but also completely counts. Um, Ian reminded me about Cowl from She-Ra. Again, mm-hmm. yeah, Cowl is supposed to be like the Orko replacement. Or <laughs> Orko, uh, you know. Equivalent. Owl, uh, equivalent. Doesn't really do much. It's just a cute owl with weird wings. I liked the cowl. I liked cowl a damn sight better more than Orko or Snarf. And I think it's just because Cowl had the goddamn decency to shut his fucking face. That also helped. Uh, Will I am Golden says, "Do Herbie from the FF count? Absolutely, mm. Herbie yeah. counts. Herbie was annoying. He was small. He would get into scrapes. And more importantly, he replaced the Human Torch." For no good reason, except that people thought that they were going to set themselves on fire. Children will set themselves on fire, Sal. It's a very imitatable act. You just got to get some gasoline or some lighter fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin went there when I was going to casually avoid it, but I will a touch upon it. I think Mr. Poopy Butthole counts as a small, annoying creature. Is he not a parody, though, of the genre? Or no, is he he's not... not, and I'll tell you why. Because the audience has embraced him. And they think he's a character, like they. That's think... it had the adverse effect. That's for sure. Like as we've said before, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub is making fun of stupid catchphrases, but the fan base has embraced it. Yeah. Also, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub is a cry for help, and people say it like when they're happy and excited, and it's like, way to miss the point. Nobody's supposed to say Wubba Lubba Dub Dub unless you want to die, and it's like just just like people miss the point of sauce. He only wants the Szechuan sauce because he's dead inside and he's trying to fill his loveless life with bullshit. Yeah. Uh, don't like punch or yell at a McDonald's employee. It just makes you look like an asshole. And like, if we're gonna do a quick PSA. Dan Harmon and uh, Justin Roiland are like finicky, fickle, they uh, sure temperamental are. people who will, oh yes they are who will burn their entire empire to the ground if you all ex- like act like the worst examples of their they, fandom. They will quit tomorrow, and in fact, if you've been listening to Harmon's podcast, dude is fucking stressed. Like he used to do his show in front of a live studio audience, hasn't done it in the last two months. Yeah. I believe that season four will be the last season of, of Rick and Morty. And I think uh, it's you think? all because Dan Harmon is a bitch who can't handle fucking work. And also, they're all they're both volatile people who are like, hey, two-thirds of our audience are assholes who think that Rick is like a character to be, uh, you know, They've lionized. missed the point of everything we've been trying to say. Yep, fuck that. Quit. You know, I I would really like it if in the next season they do an episode where everyone on Earth starts to love Rick, only for Morty to be like, no, no, he's a monster. Seriously, don't give him all this love and affection. But then I also don't want that because if the show starts clapping back to its audience, no, I don't want then that. Then it's completely changed. I just want it to be a good show. That's all. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, getting into the other show. Hey, you know who's a character that ruined a show by being this goddamn small annoying creature? It's a good show. I really liked it. Didn't expect to. Uh, thanks to Tiffany, though, she was like, watch the show, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's funny. Poof! From the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, shit, yeah, 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 Fairly Odd Parents. Man, that one brings me back. Yeah, great show, really funny. Uh, then they were like, hey, Butch Hartman. Let's, let's have a kid. Um, Timmy's your kid. What are you doing? Yeah. We're, what is it, we're shitting in the punch bowl is what we're doing. Yeah, fuck poof. Uh, and every decision they've made on that show... 
from uh, from there on out. Poof is it still on? Because I remember like there was like a serious jumping off point. There was like a one year anniversary episode. I'm like, well, that wrapped up everything. Yeah. No. And uh, don't put copy pastas in my chat. <laughs> oh, is that happening? No. Yeah. People are posting about having a high IQ for be for being Ricky. Oh Ricky yes. That, I read it that... on, Yep. I, I'm also on Reddit. Um, That's gone super meme But yeah, screw Poof, uh, and also that girl in the new season. You should really, if you don't, if you haven't watched any Fairly Odd Parents in a while, watch I the most not. recent season intro, and it's like, because it's the same fucking song, but they like resing it. And oh shit! And and they add a new character and they change the entire premise of the show, and you just hear them all go like, ah, like they just hate themselves. They like hate they're tired. Show. It's just, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm fucking amazed it's still going. I thought Butch Hartman moved on to other stuff. I thought the show was over five years ago. And then people were like talking about the new season and how it's ruined everything. And I'm like, uh, everything ruined everything when uh, Poof joined the show. Yeah, y- Yeti is saying they now have a Mary Sue that Jimmy has to share his fairies with. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Yeah, they added a character who like is... Who like wants to? She wants to use the fair, the, the odd parents to like make the world a better place and like not be like selfish. And there's a fairy shortage. That sounds like maybe they should have just started another show, but didn't want you to. You can tell what happened was they just liked their money too much, but they also hate the show. Oh. Um. If we want to stay in the Star Wars wheelhouse, because there's a lot of those people talk there about. There sure like, is. Somebody mentioned R two D two sarcastically, but the fact is. Uh, R2-D2 is a small merchandising creature. He's cute. He's fun. He's mer- But he gets shit done. But he gets shit... He has that whole thing. It's the dignity clause. If he has dignity and self-respect, if there's things they won't do, if they have a line in the sand that they will not cross... Uh, they 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 elevate themselves from that from that distinction. Absolutely. But is three PO one of those? I think three PO is more of a butt monkey than a uh, than a, than a merchandising creature. But uh, but he do- but he is annoying and he is like selfish and he tends to make things all about himself. Um, but the one that I think really counts is actually a. Uh, thankfully, it's a character that people really like. I-, I took a lot of things at face value when I was a kid watching movies, particularly Star Wars. Um, for example, when I liked the when I liked the Ewoks, I didn't know about the Wookies or about merchandising, so I was like, whatever Ewoks, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I was I th- I did think it was weird that they were bears. Like I was like, hey, whoa, 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 mm. why do they look like something I know? Tauntauns look like nothing. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, But then when they introduced uh, Salacious Crumb, the little like jester of Jabba's Palace. (laughs) I love that guy. (laughs) I I don't like Salacious Crumb, but you're not supposed to. No, he's a bad, he's the bad inverse version of the small annoying creature. He's he's the small evil evil Basically, yeah. Um, salacious Crumb, but he does count. He's small. He's annoying. He has a he, he has a, a, a verbal tick. He he does that awful laugh. Um, he defeats three PO. I guess he shit. I guess he does, doesn't he? But huh. then R two tases him, and then he blows up on the sail barge. Yeah, so <laughs> never to be seen again. But yeah, I uh, but I think Salacious Crumb counts. Uh, Jar Jar Binks also counts. He is everything. Oh, he is Slimer. Yeah. He Slimers the hell out of those movies. He is the Slimer of a new generation. I felt so bad for him. I was thinking about this topic, and I was just thinking about uh, that that scene where they're in uh, they're in uh, Boss Nass's court on mm. uh, the Gungan City underneath Naboo, and uh, uh, you tell I've seen these movies a lot. Uh, but they're discussing me, the Bo. terms of uh, of Jar Jar's punishment or punishment, if you're a fan of Gunga uh, or <laughs> Gungan language. But, you, uh, you sign big doo-doo now. Yes. Oh, gee whiz, how can I... Uh, I must be a fucking linguist like goddamn J.R.R. Tolkien to decipher <laughs> this code. I know, right. But uh, but there's a big thing about... Um, uh, about uh, where it's just... I feel so bad for Ahmed Best, just basically what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Oh, I know. Poor There's, guy. Because he was going for it. He didn't know it was going to suck. I'd never seen him in anything. I never heard of him from any place. Motherfucker's like, I'm going to be the funny guy in Star Wars. I am set. And his his life is over. Like, yeah. His career is done. If he's doing anything, it's like, I'm sure that some joker in the comments will be like, actually, Ahmed Best is a great off-Broadway actor now. I, I think he still does voice acting here and there. I know he reprised the voice of Jar Jar several times over for Robot Chicken. For Robot Chicken, though. And it's because, despite, like, the <coughs> Jar Jar, like, Sith ring theory 
and like the upside down last jedi poster trace theory <laughs> and all these other like little like inside things about jar jar within the star wars universe um they're never gonna put him in those movies again and there's no redemption for him. Even George Lucas fucked Jar Jar no, from like sure episode two and three by reducing his role and making him like the grand like fall guy. He's actually he's also for the like, evil empire. Yeah, he's the reason why the empire takes over. Like, yeah, fuck you. You know, uh, I feel so bad for him. Not the character Jar Jar. He's garbage, but only because he has no character. He's he is yeah. just he is supposed to be on toothbrushes and you know like bow clips and like sleeping <laughs> bags. And Trapper Keepers. And trapper Keepers. He's literally just designed so that the kids will clap their hands and laugh at the poop jokes. And it's like, that's... Even if he didn't have, like, a debasingly offensive voice, he would... Which still, he does. Which he does. He would still suck. He, he sure would. Morgan Freeman play Jar Jar, and it would still be like, hey, you know who sucks? Jar Jar. Man, that's that's something I want to say. Uh, Misa in your life, Dad. <laughs> Misa, but, thank you a lot. Yeah. Ugh, count me out of this one. Better <laughs> dead here than dead in the core. Ye gods, what a Misa saying. Like, uh, no, no. Man, can, can we do a Kickstarter to pay Morgan Freeman to record some of those, those things? <laughs> I'd be okay with this. This would be a good use of money. Right? Uh, but uh, do you have any other uh, characters that we've that we, we haven't talked about? I have more, uh, but I figured I'd let you take over for me. Uh, yeah, the chat uh, mentioned some interesting ones there. Donkey from the Shrek movies, definitely a parody of the annoying talking animal, so much to the point they even lampshade it by having Shrek call him an annoying beast of burden. Yes, uh, Donkey is annoying, but he's also just Eddie Murphy post-funny career. Mm. Like, it, Donkey is basically just Eddie Murphy's stream of consciousness. Yes. And he's like, he's like the, he's like unfunny genie. And in the moment, I'm making waffles. Like, he's just nutty professoring it, but like in a booth where he doesn't have to actually wear a, like a donkey suit. I don't know if it's like that Donkey is a kid. I, I want to believe that there's like a, Sh a Shrek script somewhere where Donkey has all these lines that just aren't in the movie because Eddie Murphy's like, I am funny. Like, I am a, <laughs> I am a comedian. I, you know, I, I slew at the Apollo. I was on SNL. I've been, I made $100 million dollar movies. I was Pluto Nash, damn it. <laughs> you sure were. No one can take that away from you. But yeah, like, I, I like, <coughs> and I wonder if Eddie Murphy's ego turned Donkey into a small, annoying creature. Uh, but I think I he was always kind of meant to be a small, annoying creature because that's what makes him a foil for the surly Shrek. That's true. Uh, Will I am Golden in the super chat says Spritel and and Chim and Chim Chim from Speed Racer. Oh yes, Fucking a right they are. Yeah, Chim Chim, yeah. big time. I hate both those kids. Here or the, he the, comes. the monkey and the kid. Here comes Speed Racer. He's a demon on wheels. We're in the trunk again, Speed. Now we're going <laughs> on this adventure. Fuck you. It's like this happens every week you get locked in the fucking trunk. Is Racer X his brother? Like, fuck you. Probably. Yes, he is. The end. Get over it, you people. Just go to therapy and leave it alone. And get that monkey back to his trainer. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's funny, yeah. Uh, the small annoying creature, Donkey, I think qualifies, but he's also, like, he's something else. I wonder what the trope is for, like, when Genie was just a funny character until they got Robin Williams, and then it was like, oh, it's just Robin Williams with the fucking I, I I think it's the Genie. I think that's what it has to be. That's the codifier for yeah, it. Yeah, because, like, uh, what's it called? Eddie Murphy as, uh, as Mushu. He and did it once before, that's right. Mulan. This is the same fucking character. Mushu is Donkey. It's just a character. At least in in Mulan, like he feels bad. Like he yes. he has a motivation. Dude is a dude, he's disgraced. He 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 uh, he oversteps his bounds as a guardian. He kills the original guardian. <laughs> he uh, wants to be respected, but yeah, that ain't happening. His job is to do one thing. He tries to like circumvent that by also gaining favor, and he puts people in mortal danger, and then he apologizes for it. He doesn't Indeed. actually go through anything, but like he does at least recognize that he's a dick. Uh, and so I guess that's a little better, but at the same time, he still counts as a small, annoying creature. I mean, there's a lot of Disney guys like that. Absolutely. Flounder. Uh, Gurgi uh, from the Black Cauldron. There's another annoying animal. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like... Uh, you know, it's funny, in Pocahontas, most of the animals in that movie have, like, some semblance of dignity because they're animals. It's true. 
and there's so many animals in Pocahontas. Like, I went back and rewatched that recently, and I'm like, by God, even the animal sidekicks have animal sidekicks in this. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) They got sidekicks on sidekicks in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, Timon and Pumbaa kind of count, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they did pretty good for themselves, though. They got their own spinoffs. They did their own thing. Yeah, they really overdid it there. Yeah, Abu. <laughs> fucking Aladdin. He's got like 16 sidekicks. Is Gene That's technically true. a sidekick? The carpet's the, a sidekick. The, the Abu, carpet, yes. Like, <laughs> it's got a lot of sidekicks. It's a lot of, God a lot damn. of going on. Did, did you ever watch, uh, what is it, the uh, Aladdin animated series they did? They actually yeah. explained Abu's origin in that. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave him an origin. He was part of like this crazy... Like, you know, uh, abusive traveling circus mm-hmm. that, like, uh, what is it, Aladdin saved him from. And then all those circus performers got cursed with, like, demon powers, and they became, like, recurring villains. Oh, okay. Yeah. That yeah, was the thing. Yeah. Then they crossed over with that Hercules Zero to Hero show. That was... <laughs> So they did a crossover with Hercules. That's a fucking... I'm like, dude, why don't they do more crossovers like this? This is sweet. This was like Kingdom Hearts before Kingdom Hearts. Well, like, remember in A Whole New World when they're flying on the magic carpet and they go to, like, literally where Megara is? Like, yep. but, you know, three movies before that happens? Or in Hercules when he has, like, when he's wearing uh, Scar's body as, like, a yes. dress? That's right. Ooh, ooh, the gargoyles from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, Nimrod Canada. Yes, they yeah, are small those gargoyles. And they serve no purpose in the movie. You could tell even they didn't want them to be in there because they don't interact with anybody but Quasimodo. Then they seek to imply maybe he's just fucking crazy and maybe they're not even real. Oh, no. I believe wholeheartedly that because they've been working on Hunchback for at least a few years before they even announced it. I remember. Because that's how animation works. Yeah. Well, like I remember um, an old, uh, a girl I used to date, her sister was uh, auditioned for Esmeralda. Sweet. Uh, like well before that movie was even close to being finished, uh, I guarantee you those gargoyles were like they're like halfway through the through the movie and they go, you know, when we made Pocahontas, we didn't go full Aladdin, and it really <laughs> fucked us. Uh, can we get some genies into this movie? Can we get a couple of uh, Timon and Pumbas going on in this thing? And it's like, well, the movie's half done and we've recorded everything else. Like, what the hell are we gonna do here? And it's well, like, uh, we'll just we'll just add him in every scene that Quasimodo's in. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Um, does uh, does does Baby Groot count? Because I say yeah. Mm, I think Baby Groot's a little better than that. I wouldn't call him annoying. Um, I think it got a little tired. I was really like, when okay, Baby Groot at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one, you're like, yeah, right. I mean, like when he's when when Rocket is like Groot, you'll die. I'm like, no. You just keep yeah. a piece of him, and he. I when when Groot is like preparing for the for the big battle, and he takes that twig off. I'm like, cool, that's his insurance policy. He's gonna plant mm. that and then leave, and then like when they get back, there'll be another Groot. No, Gro- Rocket keeps a stick that has no uh, roots in it, <laughs> and they're fine. But uh, but like when we had Groot show up as a baby in the second one, I'm like, right on, okay. At some point or another, because I, I read the Dan Abnett Guardians of the Galaxy run. Yes. So, like, I remember there was this really cool moment where they had little Groot, and then he fucking grows into full mm. Groot to fuck up some major shit. And I'm like, this moment is going to come. And it never came. No, no, because baby and, Groot is pretty damn marketable. And then I'm like, oh, you're doing a thing. Like, he's going to be a baby for the whole movie. And he was! Yeah, and now he'll be a teen in the next one. F- fine. I mean, whatever. Like, that premise, at least, you can't sell that. You can, maybe maybe James Gunn can, but, like, overall, you can't sell that. Uh, but Baby Groot, yeah, totally marketable. It's all over the place. Uh, you can you can bet your bottom dollar they were, like, at the end of Guardians 1, they probably were, uh, Gunn was like, okay, well, then he grows really fast. And then Disney goes, well, hold your horses there, pal. Uh what if he didn't? What if we made a fuckload of baby Groots all over the place? You mean you have a cute, small, package-sized version of a character everybody likes? And you want to get rid of that character? Uh, no, 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 I no. I say the nay. No, sir. And I'll, I'll, yeah. I almost bought that Walmart exclusive where he's like in the Ravager outfit. It's a really solid-looking figure. It looks great. I wanted him for the set. And then I went, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I I also almost bought it, but it was more of a space thing. Mm, yeah. 
Uh, also, it's 20 bucks. I was like, no, no. It's five, on the more expensive side. Five at a toy show? Then I'll have Baby Groot. You will you will know after the next Toy-Con if, <laughs> if that's ever going to happen. Uh, those look so much fun. The uh, the chat, too, mentioning Godzuki, the son of Godzilla. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, oh, yeah, no, Godzilla's got a bastard child, and he's, like, and he's like in trouble. Like, no. Yep. No. And, man, they really sold him in that theme song, too. And Godzuki. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget. <laughs> yeah, in case you forgot. I'm like, I was trying to forget, but then you forced me to remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything in, since this is a comic book channel, if there's anything in comics, and the only one that comes up is Lockheed, and he's not really that annoying. I know, right? The, I was thinking the whole TV tropes page, I'm like, man, this could use a little bit more work. Yeah, I'm, I guarantee you there's a boatload of comic book Oh, small fucking Batmite. Batmite. Mike's just like almost, until he actually becomes interesting. Yeah, um, in that last run, they really went deep on him and gave him, like, some, you know, hidden layers I was not expecting. But yeah, Batmite absolutely counts. He is... He is just, he is the worst example of the thought process behind the creation of Robin. I've read, like, his his origin books. And I remember when he's like, he's like, I'm here and I love Batman. I think you're cool. Mm -hmm. I'm dressed like you and we'll be all, we'll go on great. It's more eager cue. You know? <laughs> yes, very much so. I, I am a god, but just because I'm a god doesn't mean. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, Tippy Toe, that counts. Damien Wayne. <laughs> Many people would call him a small, annoying Agreed. creature. <laughs> Moving on. Did did you see in the new Detective Comics there when they're talking to the Batman of tomorrow and Tim Drake's like, well, what about all the other kids? Why did they never be Batman? And he went through all the steps as to why they didn't. Yeah. Then he gets to like Damien of the 666 universe and he's like, yeah, I had to kill him. He was going to burn the whole city down. Exactly. Good. To which I could see Damien's thinking. It's like, oh, you know, my father lost his life trying to protect Gotham. So the best way to save Gotham and save myself from his fate is if I just destroy the whole city. Like, I remember um, reading Batman 666 and uh, I was like, Grant, you have not engendered this character to me at all. And showing me his future where he is just as much a monster <coughs> as he is now doesn't help. Yeah. So, pass. <laughs> Percy's done good work with him, though, in the new Titans book by making him have friends and making him hang out with people his own age. And Tomasi seems to get him a little bit better, too. He does. He well, really Tomasi does. Tomasi wrote uh, Batman and Robin, so, you know. That's absolutely right. Yeah, he did probably more work than Morrison did to endear Damien, actually, now that I stop and think about it. He's been working with him longer. I actually bumped into him at Baltimore Comic-Con, and I was like, oh. hey, man, thanks a lot for Super Sons. I'm glad that you replaced whoever you, who was supposed to do uh, Super Sons. And he's like, yeah, me too. Uh, but he was what, like, "What does Tomasi look like? Because he doesn't have his picture on his Twitter feed. He's a ghost on he social looks like media." Me. Oh, right on. Looks <laughs> like a fat white guy with a beard. <laughs> so all of us. He's one of us, is what you're saying. He literally, he looks like Joey Fatone. Oh wow, really? Like, yeah. Is is he young? Is he old? He's I don't like, even. He's like probably 38, 39. Because, again, I've never seen his face in anything because he doesn't do interviews and he's not on social media. Yeah, no, he just, he looks like, he looks like Joey Fatone. Oh, <laughs> I'll be damned. Yeah, he's very unassuming uh, and, and nice like, enough. You know, That's he was, nice. He was friendly enough. Okay, he's 50, like there you go. Well, fuck it. He's, he I'd, looks I'd good be like, for his age. I'd be like, dude, can I have a picture just so I can know what you look like? Yeah, well, there you have it. Uh, yeah, hey, wait, somebody reminded me of Chopper from fucking from Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, I hate you. Is he, is he annoying? He does a lot of good work. Like, he's killed more people than any other rebel. Does he or does he He not? has the highest body. Does he not cluck like a chicken? Yeah, that's his thing. I mean, you know, for the worker or like, you know, the R2-D2 beeps, beeps, it's got to be one or the other. No, uh, R2 beeps like all other astromech droids. Chopper clucks like a chicken. Well, because he's defective. He's like an old one you that they found that and fixed up. <laughs> He's defective. Well, he is. Uh, screw him. I like Chopper. I think they've actually done a hell of a lot of good work with Chopper in that show. It's one of those things it... where, like, they just that they, they you ha you could only go up from where he started. Like, it was just that's true. Literally, you get you. I bet you money. Somebody was like, put a silly ass droid in there too, and he does. Uh, he makes uh, makes a cute sound. So when you push the top of his head, he makes it like a porg. And they're like, yeah. what's porgs? And they're like, we've been trying to get them to put these in Star Wars for the fucking last 10 years. I don't understand. 
hey, uh, Chopper, uh, small annoying creature, but it's funny, they pair him up with that Imperial, like, you know, uh, logistics droid, and they have, like, a completely different relationship from, like, the R2-D2 C-3PO, where, like, the one is really serious. Yeah. I like that guy. His name escapes me at the moment, but I like him. Um, I actually, I would count BB-8 back when there was no movie, and it was just mm. BB-8 toys everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, screw <laughs> I was like, don't, don't sell me BB-8. I don't know who this is. <laughs> and I guess the current equivalent besides Porgs is the evil, is the evil BB-8 that they're putting That's out. That's right. There's an evil BB-8 and now. And the only reason why I know that is because there's fucking toys of it everywhere. And Benny the Comic Storian is like, that's evil BB-8. Like, that means anything. Like, first yeah. of all, is BB-8 even good? Like, I don't even, like, <laughs> it's a goddamn robot. Like, if 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 three PO could kill someone to get out of doing of uh, danger, he would do it because he's a soulless abomination in the in the eyes of God. Like he's just a stupid soulless robot. There's no such thing as like good and evil robots. They're programmed. He's it's an etiquette true. protocol droid. It would be against etiquette to murder someone, which is why he doesn't do it. You and man, what? is that not the most horrifying thing about Star Wars droids? They have personalities, they have all this other stuff, but their morality is literally controlled by the flip of a switch. The, the, the whole thing, the, the whole Star Wars universe falls the fuck apart when you pull these goddamn threads. Like, It hey, really does. Hey, how come Shmi and Anakin are slaves in a world with droids? Yeah, what's up with that? Watto has at least like a dozen of those little droids that are really compact. Yeah. When you hit the nose. Uh, Maybe people just really love slavery. What the hell is this? Is this is this over the hill woman, and this small annoying child going gonna to do, do for that you? a droid can't? Like, what are they gonna do? What does she mean? Like, lift heavy things? Does she get things off high shelves? Oh, that's right. The owner of these slaves has fucking wings. Wings, exactly. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Well, what do these weak humanoids do that you can't? <laughs> Yeah, Walter Kovacs went to a I'm dark sure he place. did. I, I, I didn't even read it, but I'm sure he did. <laughs> and yeah, you can fuck droids. They're probably made for that. And listen, you're a junk dealer. You have an entire yard full of ship parts and droids. Anakin built 3PO, which makes me want to like hang myself in the closet. And yet, at the same time, Watto can't build a, a, a flashlight. <laughs> He built it in a cave with a box of scraps. Box of scraps. He, he built three PO. Exactly. Like so, literally. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah. And there's also that evil C three PO from from the Doctor Afra series. Which oh shit! That's cool. right. He's fun. He's cool. It's a fun, neat idea. Uh, evil three PO. Ah. <laughs> it's like the, I would really like to kill you, but it's against protocol if I do. Yeah. But uh, but that being said, uh, if we don't have any more examples, I guess we could just wrap up the show. I think we can. I think after pulling the strings of the Star Wars series, there's nowhere else to go. After after ask, after talking about uh, about Tatooinean uh, fleshlights for uh, Toydarians, I think we've probably uh, tapped the, the 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 energy out of the show. So. Some would say we've peaked at that point. I think so. And like everybody in the chat, by the way, mentioned Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher's not a small annoying creature. He just sucks. But I want to thank you all for hanging out with us and watching this episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Joel, thanks so much for joining me, of course. Always a pleasure. We'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode. So long, everybody. Bye-bye. All right, now that we've got the end tale of the show, what's going on 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 Cape Joel they should check out? Well, you know, all sorts of stuff. I'll, of course, be covering all the comics that came out this week. The ones that I'm interested in. I know that's kind of saying to us. I want to cover everything. Is there any, like, are there any, like, big books this week? I don't think there are. Uh, there's The Drowned. There's New Batman, New Superman. And, um, oh, here, let me bring up my whole friggin' yeah, list. I read, uh, I read Superman, Batman, The Drowned, and uh, Super Sons. Oh, yes, that's right. Super says, I haven't read anything. It's, oh, uh, Thor number 700, the beginning of the death of Jane Foster. Yeah. Uh... Also, Champions, which is the second part of that Avengers crossover they're doing. Oh, yeah, I dropped Champions a good three, four months ago. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. I'm still rooting for it. I got to tell you, I just, uh, I just finished reading Batman, and I'm like, okay, I just have to stop reading it. Is it one of those? Because, man, War of Jokes and Riddles sure did suck a lot of will out of me. Oh, and uh, Kieran Morrison in the Super Chat says, Need more Green Arrow. I agree. We just don't. Like, he just dies on our channel, unfortunately. Actually, I don't know if that's true. Let me take a look and see how uh, Longboat Hunters did. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, you did Quiver and you did Longbow Hunters. Yeah. But yeah, man, I gotta stop reading Tom King Batman books. They're just they're just bad for my health. <laughs> but so good for my channel though when I do them. They don't care. My I, Quiver did Quiver did really well and uh, That's good. You know, I actually we received a book on uh oh no. Uh twenty five okay. So Longbow Hunters did not do nearly as well as Quiver. I don't know why. Interesting. That's weird. Um but that's That's said, always the one people want to talk about. Yeah, I don't know. But I will say that uh, we did get, where is it? Green Lantern, Green Arrow by Denny O'Neill and Neil nice. Adams. So that'll happen. Are you uh, are you okay with talking about politics on the internet? I know that makes people go insane. Well, I just, I, we're just going to talk about the politics of the book. You know, we're just... <laughs> It, it would be a nice way to be like, hey, everyone, despite what people tell you, comics have always been political and have always tackled political subject matter. Here's one of the best examples. Yeah. Wow. This is a brand new copy of this trailer. Nice. Oh, it's from it's from like three years ago. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. It's still great. This, my ward, Speedy, is a junkie. Man, I have that poster up on my wall signed by Neil Adams. It's probably one of my favorite things I own. I know. I know. It's great. I've, I've thought about getting that, but uh, he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he he is, and I was scared to talk about him or talk to him when I got him to sign it. I endeared myself to him by shitting on the Arrow TV show. Oh, nice. I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, well, because I'm sure he assumed he's like, oh, yeah, I bet you like Green Arrow because of that Arrow TV show. I'm like, no, man, I don't even watch it. I like the comics. This is what I like. I like the stuff that you did. He's like, yes, mm, good, oh, yes. yes. Yeah, stroke my ego more. Yeah, apparently that's all you need. Just tell him he's great. Everything sucks, and he'll love you. <laughs> we did, um, we did an interview with him for some episode of whatever we did. Tiffany got to talk to him, and uh, that's what we do whenever we talk to somebody who we know is like volatile or a dick. Mm. We throw Tiffany at them. There you go. And uh, she was like, "Hey, we'd like to ask you a quick question. Would you like to talk?" To oh, was there a Baltimore Comic Con? What what books should we do on back issues? Right. And uh, and she was like, hey, we'd like to, like, would you like to talk to us for a few minutes? And he goes, no, nah, I'm going to have to p take a pass. And before <laughs> she fin before he finished the S and pass, she goes, okay, and just turns around and leaves. <laughs> like, she goes, cool, like, no problem. And, like, by the way, not a dick. Like, she wasn't, like, she, she didn't do that thing where, like, she's like, I was totally cool, but I wasn't cool. Like, she, I was there. <laughs> she was just like, she goes, okay. And just, like, she had better things to do. Right. Like, they asked me to talk to you. I don't care. And then <laughs> as she's walking away, he goes, whoa, 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 Oh, okay. And then he talks for like 10 minutes. I respect your candor. I respect you being able to shoot me down. It's like, yeah, he goes, oh, shit. Like, I can't let people think that, like, that, that, that skipping a Neil Adams interview is, like, okay. totally fine. <laughs> You you have passed the test of Adams, young Padawan. Yeah, she's like, I don't care about that. I'm not pretending. I legitimately don't care. You have snatched the pebble from my hand. Good job. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. But, uh, <coughs> yeah, I like that story. But anyway. All right, well, uh, stay tuned for back issues. It's Daredevil Born again, everybody. See you next Ooh, time. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah.